Welcome to the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy. Greetings and welcome to an episode in our slowly returning category here in parenting. My name is James Rose, flying solo today to give you the latest need-to-know tips and advice on fatherhood. Uh, Now, before we get into today, a quick reminder to make sure you're keeping up to date with all our latest happenings as a men's wellness directory podcast. You can find all kinds of episodes on topics such as ensuring financial stability, dealing with gym intimidation, and of course, the do's and don'ts of parenting. Uh, So go to brosandblokes.com to find a quick directory of those episodes. So let's get to it. For those with expectant spouses, here's some quick tips for you to be armed and ready for when your little ones arrive. Uh, Wow, I'm usually not used to saying phrases like little one. Yep, that's official. I am a dad now. There you go. Uh, So for those of you who aren't aware, obviously context-wise, I became a father, uh, let's say six weeks ago, roughly six weeks ago now from recording, uh, first time dad, of course, and so... It's crazy that just in the last six weeks alone, I felt like I've learned so much about things that I should be doing, things that I should be doing better. And so I've taken the time here to put some notes together on things that I feel like a lot of new parents should be doing when it comes to embracing their young one. Um, So like I said, let's just jump right in. Number one, expect no sense of time. Embrace a lack of organization. I'm one who usually likes to be very organized when it comes to time management. I like to know when I'm getting up in the morning, how much time I have to make breakfast, what I need to do to get ready for work, uh, putting all my training programs together for my clients. Literally from the beginning of the day right the way through, I like to have kind of a sense of how my day is going to go. And I think that's a good thing, right? I think we all need to be with a sense of organization when it comes to having everyday life. Now, some people might disagree and say they like to live a more organic lifestyle, if you want to call it that, but um, that's just me personally. So the point I'm getting to is when baby arrives, of course, all of the organization skills that you have developed somewhat go out the window. And <laughs> it's I say this in a, in a comical way because it puts you at the test of managing time in a different way. How do you get things done when you are at the mercy of a different kind of clock? We're so used to saying, right, I'm going to use this time to program. I'm going to use this time to prep my meals. But all of a sudden, when you have the kid, kid comes along and everything just kind of is on his time or her time. It becomes baby time. And so when it comes to organization, it's tricky. I'm not going to lie. You want to make sure you're getting everything taken care of, especially when it comes to house maintenance, getting things done in the house, outside of the house, work, obviously. Now, one of the most difficult things for me and continues to be a challenge for me is, of course, putting together this podcast because pre-baby, Cal and I were pretty routine about recording so many days a week, getting episodes edited, getting it recorded. And of course, things like that take a lot of time. And so when you're suddenly faced with having less time and spending more time making sure the kid is all right, of course, it puts everything into question, makes things a challenge. And so ultimately, what it comes down to is being responsible for making sure that you have a list of priorities of what needs to officially or what needs to seriously be taken care of first going down the list for those things that could probably wait, if that makes sense. And so, obviously going to work, oh, and I say that's a bit of a top priority. We don't want to get fired. And so, 
making a list of those things that you definitely need to get done at work. So when you have that free time, you're going straight to that list and going, right, I definitely need this done. I definitely need to take care of this. Putting all those ducks in a row. Unfortunately, those those other projects, passion projects, we might have to take a bit of a backseat and that's okay. As long as you're open and honest about what you can and can't do, what things can be done with less time, those things that might take a little bit more time, you might need to break up into little sections or whatever outcome the project needs to go to, whether it be delivering, again, we'll use the example of a podcast, but delivering a podcast episode being transparent with the audience saying, look, guys, I might not be able to record as much <laughs> next few weeks. Please forgive me. Um, but kind of being on top of things. Uh, the worst case scenario in this instance is everything just kind of crumbles. Now, I know everyone in your social support network will know that you've had a kid and that's okay and you might not be as responsive, but sometimes it is nice to check in with people once in a while just to confirm what they're thinking or in terms of certain projects kind of making sure that you're not falling behind in your your weekly group meetings or whatever it might be uh, just kind of owning owning the fact that you're now a parent that you're now a dad and it's a great thing and just adjusting to the new schedule that's what it is you're adapting to a new schedule all right, so this kind of leads on to point number two, which I think is probably one of the most important ones uh, on this list that I put together. Taking care of the newborn in shifts. And that sounds kind of weird to say because you both want to spend time with the baby together and you definitely should. But when it comes to getting things done, getting projects done, getting chores done, work done, whatever it is, it's good that you guys kind of work together to make sure that you each have enough time for yourself, ultimately, because if one person is spending X amount of time, as in a lot of the day, with the newborn, and then it kind of flips, that person suddenly having to rush to get everything done, whatever they need to get done. Yeah, it kind of puts a little bit of a, let's say, lack of balance, but you know what I mean. It makes things a little disjointed. And so, speak to your significant other about making sure that you are equally spending enough time with the kiddo in terms of taking care of him, whether it means just supervising a sleep session or whether it be changing a dirty diaper slash nappy uh, or whether it even means just kind of assisting with the feeds because uh, obviously when it comes to the feeding part, if your newborn is exclusively breastfed, then of course that isn't uh, something you do. <laughs> but with bottle feeds, uh, of course, you both can, can work on that, both can tag team that. So just make sure when it comes to ownership of um, your time management that you are making sure that you are allowing time to spend with the newborn again it kind of goes back to that previous point but just making sure that you are there you are ready to go um, and that your schedule again it may be a little bit in flux but just making sure you do allow that window of time to spend with the child all right number three this is another one which all of these are important but this one for me is a big one Sleep. <laughs> it's no lie when every every friend of yours that has a kid says, yes, you are going to be sleep deprived. It is unfortunately true, especially from the minute your significant other goes into labor. And at that point, of course, every three hours, you have to make sure that Wife's okay, obviously when the newborn arrive, kiddo's okay, and the sleep deprivation is real. It does catch up with you. And of course, we're all used to having, you know, five, six hours of sleep, seven hours of sleep, but when it comes to looking after a newborn, it's the first few days especially, it is every three hours they have to wake up, they have to feed. Now, jury is still out on whether or not you should wake 
a sleeping child, if they've gone beyond four hours, if you should allow them to sleep or not. Again, I've, I've read different things on this, so I don't really want to give an official answer. But when it comes to taking care of a newborn and the amount of time you are allowed to sleep, it is, it's tricky, it's challenging. And so my go-to answer for this, which again, you may have heard, try and sleep when the baby sleeps. Um, it may come across as a challenge, especially if they're napping at two in the afternoon and you're not used to napping at two in the afternoon or napping at all. But you'd be surprised how quickly you become uh, come <laughs> used to naps. Uh, my wife won't uh, mind me saying this, but she never used to nap and now naps all the time. And so... <laughs> Use the time that you have when baby is sleeping, baby seems rested, to try and get at least an hour or two napping. I know a lot of people, including myself, are used to having a block of six hours sleep uninterrupted, just one big you know, sleep session. But for the next few weeks, and it's going to be rough, I'm not going to lie, but your body is going to have to get used to those little broken up sleep patterns because especially when it comes to the middle of the night, you're going to need to be more present, more aware of baby's needs, especially at two in the morning or one in the morning. Diaper changes, feedings, uh, burpings are all going to be a big part of what happens at the nighttime. Now, as I record, of course, we are still somewhat in the thick of it, but from what I've heard from people, uh, it does get better. (laughs) So stick it out. Stay positive, enjoy the moments that you guys have as a family, spending time together, work as a team, and of course, when it comes to sleep, try and get the sleep when you can, when the baby is sleeping. Try not to think, okay, I've got to do other errands here and there, just try and sleep. Sleep is important. We all need the rest, we all need the recovery, so get that sleep. All right, uh, number four, another tip for new dads here, try and be hands-on in the early days with diaper changes, bottle feeds, because you'll be surprised how quickly you are called upon. Now, this is an interesting one for me because in the hospital, once you know baby arrives, you have the nurses there, you have the support staff there, you have all the all the people there to kind of help make sure the baby's doing good. And with that, there is a sense of the dad kind of being a spectator in a lot of this. You kind of watch from the you know from the side. Oh, baby's being doing this. Oh, diaper change here. But when it comes to getting home, you'd be surprised how quickly you have to become that person because significant other can't do everything, right? And so when it comes to those first few hours and days, try and encourage the the nurses to let you have that hands-on approach, even if it comes to like changing a dirty diaper or, you know, holding the baby a certain way, like try and get them to encourage you, the dad, to get involved very early on because as much as it is great, to have those nurses help out and take care of the kid and all that. You do want to learn that stuff uh, because trust me, you're going to you're gonna need it. The worst case scenario in this situation would be you get home, you still don't know how to change a dirty diaper. You're called upon to be the hero of the hour and you're like, uh, where does this go? What does this do? And then all of a sudden the baby gets frustrated, you get frustrated, wife gets frustrated, the whole family gets frustrated. And that's not a good thing, um, especially in the middle of the night. So just be hands-on, just kind of find those moments when you can kind of jump in, figure out what to do. Um, A lot of new dads especially are going to learn by doing, and so that for me has always been the number one policy with everything in life. Just jump right in. We all make mistakes, embrace them, uh, but learn by doing. That's really what it comes down to. Number five, learn from friends and family uh, about how to handle tough situations. Now, I won't lie, of course, we have had a number of tough situations ourselves, And they happen. It's part of being new parents, right? You're learning as you're doing, you're figuring things out. 
And I will say having the the internet at the time of our lives has been very useful because we can log into social support groups. There's different blogs for new parents. You can read of the different, you know, information. You can relate to certain posts. But one thing I think is really valuable is speaking to friends, speaking to close friends and, and obviously family members about what they've been through. Because every week brings a new challenge when it comes to how to take care of the kid here, what to do in this situation. You know, you're going to get some instances where you think something might be wrong and, you know, you're told, actually, no, this is this is totally normal. You know, this is fine. And so it's good to kind of establish those friendships now and lean on those people quite a bit when it comes to this stuff. And you'd be surprised. More people are susceptible to helping you than you think. It's not a case of, oh, you're on your own with this. I'm not telling you how to do this. And so ask for help. Be vulnerable in those situations. Allow yourself to be like, I need help here, guys. I want to get the right information. I want to know what you guys did. And there's going to be a lot of those little mini scenarios that you come across with the kiddo, especially in the middle of the night, might be fussing. Wouldn't message your friends in the middle of the night, but (laughs) something to make a note of for the next morning. But it really does help having a good social support network uh, around you to kind of get those ideas from, get those um, solutions to certain situations from when it comes to handling those tough situations. And the last one, the last point I'll make of this somewhat shorter episode again this week is read and learn. Now, I know there's a lot of guys that they don't like to read. It's so boring reading. But trust me when I say that your wife (laughs) will be so much happier for you reading and learning. There are a huge selection of books out there when it comes to the best resources And don't always rely on the internet as the ultimate go-to because as we all know about the internet, it's not all completely 100% true, right? And so find those books that have been written by experts in the field that give you rock-solid information about certain things you're struggling with. And so I'll give you two books right off the bat here that we have copies of and they have been great and I've been reading little bits here and there and it really has helped. The first book is The Happiest Baby on the Block by Harvey Carp, uh, who I believe is an expert doctor in the field, and I believe is the creator of the the Snoo Bassinet. Don't quote me on that, but anyway, this book is great because a lot of people struggle with how to deal with crying and figuring out what's actually upsetting the baby. And there's some great little tips, tips and tricks you can kind of figure out. Like one that I took from the book is, if you want to know that your kid is hungry use your little pinky finger and gently press against the corner of their mouth. And if they immediately kind of turn the direction of your pinky finger, that's a pretty clear indicator they're hungry because they're rooting, they they want to feed. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. So there you go. So stuff like that, you'd be surprised. Just learning that stuff, reading a book, getting that information in um, is going to be really helpful when it comes down to things. Um, the other book, uh, this is also a, considered a Bible in this uh, in this realm, is What to Expect in the First Year by Heidi Murkoff. Again, a fantastic resource. And again, sometimes you're flicking through and reading bits that you didn't think about, like, oh, how do you take care of the kid in this instance? Does time of day obviously make a difference? It does. Yes, there is such a thing as the witching hour. It's so much fun, guys. Um, but anyway, read books, guys. Really learn Uh, from the experts in the field who've been doing it for a long time, who are still doing it. And trust me, you'll be a lot better off getting that kind of information um, in your armory versus the quick links on the internet, which again, I don't want to discredit, but value of resource is always going to be a huge, huge thing. All right, guys, well, they are my six points 
the best advice for new fathers. Again, it is a wild ride. It is uh, new life experiences that one will cherish, one will continue to learn from. And I really hope this information has helped you guys because I may look back at it in the future and be like, oh yeah, this was great information. I needed to do more of this and that. Uh, but let me know what you guys have have learned or discovered as, as new dads. Give us a message. Shoot us a message. Tell me what you think. Uh, give me some information that can help me out <laughs> that you think has been really valuable when it comes to taking care of your own kids. And um, yeah, it'd be great to hear from you guys. So with that, I will give one more quick plug to an episode that I did a way back when. Uh, it was with my good buddy, Chris Taylor, who is a father of four. And this was way before, you know, my wife and I were even considering kids. We were doing the whole parenting thing. But uh, we did an episode on why uh, why the baby is crying. <laughs> and we talked about some different things to kind of tease out, different things to go through. So uh, the episode is a little bit further back. But if you go to brosenblokes.com, if you scroll further down the page, I believe it's around season two or three, uh, you'll find that episode there. So go check that out if you want more information because it was a great little chat. It was good to catch up with an old friend as well. All right, guys. Well, that will do it for today. If you're in need of some more information, check out our previous parenting episodes, like I said, uh, on our website via brosandblokes.com. Also, a quick shout out to our Patreon account uh, to help support our show. Go check it out. It's patreon.com slash brosandblokes. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash brosandblokes and become an official contributor of the Academy. Uh, And lastly, as always, go hit that follow button from your favorite podcast platform for our episodes to land straight to your audio device. Uh, Guys, Kat and I will be returning very soon. In the meantime, enjoy these episodes, and we'll catch you next time. 